This is Comic Shenanigans episode 164, Comic Talk, DC Marvel solicitations for July 2014. This is Comic Shenanigans, and this is episode 164. It's the Comic Talk episode for the DC Marvel solicitations for July 2014. I am your host, Adam Chapman. Welcome to the show. Um, so every month we like to do a Comic Talk episode looking at upcoming solicitations for both DC and Marvel. Uh, we're going to start out this month looking at DC. Uh, in particular, when I go through these um, solicitations for my guide, I usually go to the Newsarama link uh, on the DC Comics Fold July 2014 solicitations. This is actually posted April 22nd, so we're a few weeks late getting to it, as uh, the last few weeks we had um, an episode looking at the primer for Amazing Spider-Man 2. We had the Amazing Spider-Man 2 uh, Spotlight episode, so this was the first kind of week that was available to do these solicitations for. Um, I think I would have done it two weeks ago, but at the time it was unclear whether or not uh, after C2E2 there were going to be additional information for Marvel solicitations, but it, which I don't believe there actually has been, um, which was the reason it kind of postponed it at that time. Uh, so we're going to jump into DC, just giving my kind of impressions of uh, what DC is kind of looking to be publishing in July. Uh, we have a new launch for Grayson Number 1, written by Tim Seeley, art by Mikhail Janin. Um, I'm not... I, I'm probably going to pick up the first issue, or at least give it a shot, but I'm not looking forward to this. Um... The, the the cover by Andrew Robinson I don't really like. I don't really like the idea of, you know, Grayson's not going to be a superhero anymore uh, after what happened in Forever Evil. Now he's just going to be an agent of Spiral. I don't even know what that's supposed to be. Um, I just, I, I don't like this whole idea. I like him as Nightwing. Making him as some sort of weird secret agent, I'm not into that. That's just not what I want from Dick Grayson. Um, it's, it just, it does not interest me in the least. Uh, then we have Robin Rises Omega Number One by uh, Peter Tomasi, artwork by Andy Kubert and Jonathan Glapian. Uh, it's the hunt for Robin is over and the battle joined. So I'm not really sure what this is going to be exactly, but it's going to continue in Batman and Robin 33. So I'm, if you've been following the current storyline by Tomasi in Batman and Robin, then this is kind of a no-brainer. Uh, you have the launch of the new Suicide Squad Number One, uh, artwork by Jeremy Roberts and written by Sean Ryan. Uh, I don't really know what the purpose was of ending the previous Suicide Squad. Uh, looks like it's now going to have Black Manta, Deathstroke, and Joker's daughter on it. Uh, they're going to be in Vladimir Putin's Russia. I don't know. I, I probably will definitely read the first issue. I fell out of... you know I read here and there the, uh, the first uh, New 52 version of Suicide Squad. Uh, this kind of smacks of... You know, just trying to or maybe a relaunch for relaunch sake. I only say that. I mean, Marvel does that all the time. But the difference here is that um, they've had so many different kind of creative teams jump on and then jump back off that it's they've they've had a lot of opportunities where they could have just been relaunching it with each new creative team, which is kind of what Marvel does these days. Although in some cases they just relaunch with the exact same creative team, like Daredevil. Um, so we'll see about Suicide Squad. Uh, then we have Teen Titans number one by Will Pfeiffer and Kenneth Rogerford on art. Um, I. I'm, I'll give it a shot. I mean, I haven't really read a lot of Teen Titans by Lobdell. Uh, I wasn't a huge fan of it, partly, partially because the art at times wasn't really to my taste. Um, I don't know. It just felt like a weird team looking at it. I'm like, I don't know if I really care about this team. And I read a bunch of issues. Not always that many in a row, but I'm, I'm interested to see what this would be like. But it looks like it's m more of the same, so just a, kind of a relaunch just to kind of give it a, a fresh new voice, which I'm okay with because, again... That's kind of the way the comics are done these days. You have a new creative team, we're probably going to relaunch. Uh, you got Star Spangled War Stories featuring G.I. Zombie, number one. 
all right, whatever. I mean, I'm probably not going to buy this or be interested in reading it, but you know, I'm, I'm, I like that they keep trying new things. It's by Justin Grant and Jimmy Palmiotti with Scott Hampton on art. I got Justice League United number three. I really didn't like the first issue, but I'm hoping to enjoy the future issues more. Um, I think it was very middle of the road in the first issue. It's written by Jeff Lemire, artwork by Mike McCone. Although I'm surprised that by July it's only going to be issue three because well, I guess issue zero just came out. It wasn't issue one, so I guess that's fine. Uh, Justice League 32 and 33 are going to be coming out, um, both 3.99 books. Uh, you have the conclusion. Well, you have the continuation and then conclusion of the Injustice League storyline, uh, which also involves the new version of the Doom Patrol. Um, you know, Jeff Johns. This could be really interesting with with uh, Lex Luthor on the team. We'll see. I feel like it will end up being this kind of relatively self-contained thing that won't go on very long, uh, because how could it with Luther being on the team? Ivan Reyes, great artwork, so I'm interested in seeing. Two issues is a little weird, but um, maybe it's because... Actually, you know what? It's I, Now that I take a look at it, I realize issue 32 is actually a resolicit. So that's why you got two issues coming out. Um, it's just being resolicited from being uh, coming out previously. Um, then you have the New 52 Futures End, which the first issue just came out a couple days ago. Did not like it. Did not like the uh, new 50, uh, the free comic book day version as well, uh, which was I guess kind of like the zero issue that kind of started it. Uh, which bugs me. Bugs me about that is that if you didn't have a chance to go to the free comic book day, which I didn't this year because I had other plans, unfortunately, um, you're kind of stuck because the issue number one you kind of really do need the issue zero. So that's the type of thing I don't understand about having issue zeros. Uh, issue zeros. They should be important, but also not at the detriment of being... If you just pick up issue one, you should be fine. If you pick up issue one and you have no idea what's going on because everything was in issue zero, that that's kind of a mistake. Then issue zero should just be issue one. I, I hate the combo companies do this. Uh, so the new 52 Futures End has, I guess, what, five books? Uh, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, and thirteen coming out. So that's five books in July. I'm not really interested in it, but we'll see. Uh, I appreciate that they're doing it. I just can't say I care. Um, they got Aquaman by Jeff Jeff Parker and Paul Pelletier continue their run. Uh, Aquaman has his second annual again by Jeff Parker with artwork by uh, Vel Guichet. Um, so I'm interested to see what this will be like because I mean you got the, the the main writer is writing the annual, so it instantly is more interesting and potentially more important to the ongoing uh, series of that book. Uh, Aquaman and the others number four. I still think I haven't had a chance to read issue one yet, um, but Dan Jurgens is a writer I really enjoy. Actually, as I speak, there's this uh, Superman sale in Comixology for basically all the Death and Return of Superman issues, which, I mean, I have enjoyed paperback, and I have a, most of them in uh, the original singles, so I really don't in any way need to purchase them for a dollar an issue, but I'm really torn. I, pro- I, I don't think I will, because I'm kind of an all-or-nothing kind of person when it comes to digital sales, uh, so I feel like I, either I'm going to buy them all or buy nothing, uh, but, I mean, when I was, what, eight, I forget when... The return of the reign of the Superman, I believe, was ninety three. So I would have been, for most of the year, nine years old. So nine years old, buying those issues in that summer, absolutely loving reign of the Superman. Even though I missed a bunch of issues, that kid inside me is like, you got to buy it digitally. You got to read it all again. And you know, to be honest, I probably would read it. I'm almost talking myself into it because it's one of those things that it's very early nineties, but it's still something because I was a kid at the right time. I still think it's really cool. Anyways, going forward, uh, Justice League Dark continues. Uh, I can't say I'm really all that interested, just because I haven't... I've only read a handful of the issues of this. Uh, Justice League 3000, number 8. 
uh, still by Keith Giffen, Jam DeMatteis, and Howard Porter. Uh, as AJ Reese, friend of the show, has said in the past, he said, I would enjoy it if I just gave it a, a few more issues because issue one was a little rough, but it does get better. So at some point, I plan on sitting down and maybe getting a collection of those and reading them. Uh, Green Arrow continues with Jeff Lemire writing, I keep hearing great things. I just have no real interest in reading this younger, more Arrow-inspired version of Green Arrow is what it appears to be. Uh, Flash 33, got Venditti and Van Jensen with Brett Booth and Norm Ratman writing it. Uh, with Future Flash against uh, Future Trickster. Um, okay, I read the annual, I read the you know issue before when Venditti and Van Jensen came on board. I can't say I'm all that interested. I don't like Brett Booth's artwork all that much. He does have the slender style, which you think would work in Flash, but I'm just not that interested. And the, the weird Future Flash, uh, it feels too much like the Dark Flash or the Walter West Flash from the 90s. So it doesn't actually feel all that new. And again, the whole Wally West thing doesn't appear to be something I'm all that interested in. Uh, new issue of Secret Origins number four, as we look at uh, Harley Quinn by Amanda Connor, Jimmy Palmiotti and St- St- Stefan Rue, Green Arrow by Jeff Lemire, Dennis Cowan, who I'm excited that it's Dennis Cowan doing the artwork. That's fantastic. With Bill Senkowitz in art, um, on inks, I guess. And then Damien, Son of Batman by Tomasi and B. and Bertram. So I do like the creative teams that have picked to do these particular uh, stories. Secret Origins 1 wasn't the greatest issue, but I'm excited for the potential for the format and for the series. Uh, you have the second issue of Infinity Man and the Forever People by Keith Giffen and Dan DiDio. For people who love this stuff, I'm really excited for them. Um, I don't really care a lot about the, the whole fourth world ideas so and those characters, so I'm going to be staying away from that. I cannot believe that Trinity of Sin, Phantom Stranger is still going on as it reaches issue 21 in July and Pandora reaches, reaches, yeah, reaches issue 13. Uh, it looks like uh, Brian Nazarello and Cliff Chang's uh, run on uh, Wonder Woman 33 is coming to an end shortly. Um, so for th- those who've really enjoyed that run, I mean, it's sad that it's ending, but they've had a pretty good run. It's almost been three years. At some point, I plan on maybe picking up all the uh, all the trades when their run is complete. Uh, World's Finest 25, it looks like Power Girl and Hunters return to Earth 2, which is kind of exciting and a big deal. Um, Tyler Kirkham doing the pencils, which should be interesting, because I don't know how his style is going to mesh with Paul Lovitz's writing. Uh, Constantine reaches issue 16 by uh, Fox and Salazar. Salazar, sorry. Earth 2 reaches issue 25, finally, in an exercised issue. Uh, with Val Zod kind of accepting his role as Superman of Earth 2, and I love the cover by Andy Kubert. Uh, artwork by Nicholas Scott. I've, as much as I'm, I miss what Robinson was doing in this book, I have been enjoying what Tom Taylor's been putting together. Uh, issues 33 of Superman coming out by Jeff Johns and John Romita Jr. Uh, this is kind of a big deal. Um, and so this is the second issue of their run. I'm really interested to see what Romita will bring and what Jeff Johns wants to do with Superman as well. Superman's a tough character. He's had a tough run of it. He hasn't had a really good definitive New 52 run. You've had a bunch of writers taking a... a, a you know, an attempt at him, including Jeff, uh, sorry, Grant Morrison, but no one's really hit it out of the park yet, so maybe Jeff Johns would want to do it. Even Scott Snyder, who was doing so great on Batman, his Superman Unchained, well, besides being, you know, delayed like crazy, uh, really wasn't, uh, from the issues I read, that enjoyable. Uh, speaking of, you have Superman Unchained number eight coming out with five covers, it's a resolicit. Um, and I think there's an issue, or two, I think it's ending with issue nine, I believe. I uh, got Superman and Wonder Woman Annual number one coming out by Charles Sewell and Ed Bennis. Love me some Ed Bennis, so I'm excited to see what this is like. Um, but it's another chapter of Superman Doomed, which I don't know if I'm going to be really following um, that closely. Then you have Superman Wonder Woman number 10, 
which I believe has nothing to do with that current um, Superman Doomed arc, although it does have the new cyborg Superman. Um, has Lois Lane apparently has new psi power. We'll see, I don't know what that means. I'm sure it'll make sense once I read it. Uh, Tony S. Daniel is a fantastic artist, and I'm really loving his take uh, in the Superman Wonder Woman book. Uh, you have Action Comics Annual Number Three. Uh, something about the Day of Doom is going on, and Greg Pak, Aaron Cooter, and Ken Lashley. I have not been enjoying their take on Action Comics so at all, let alone the annual. So I may not even be reading that or the regular issue, which is issue 33 right below it. Uh, you have Supergirl number 3, The Red Daughter of Krypton. It's the finale. Um, so I'm interested to see what this is like because I really enjoyed the last issue I read. It's by Tony Bedard and Emanuela Lupacino. Uh, Superboy 33, with by another... This time Aaron Cooter is actually writing it. With Jorge Jimenez on art. Uh, Batman Eternal has uh, issues 13, 14, 15, 16, and 17 coming out in July. Um, so far, I've been really, I really dug the first three issues. Issues four and five were good, but not this, not quite as good. Um, it looks like the art is by Mikkel Yannon on issue 13. Uh, Jason Fabok, who I've been loving on the first three issues of Batman Eternal, returns for issue 14. Issue 15 is again by uh, Dustin Wynn, who also does issue 16, and then 17 as well. Um, I'm not as big a fan of Dustin Wynn. I want Jason Fabok to be back for a stretch of issues, um, so that's a little bit of a bummer that three of the five issues are by Wynn, who's not a bad artist, but I just don't find him as good for what the book was as Fabok. Fabok established the, the, the tone of the series with the first three issues, and then to have that change with issue four was very drastic, at least for me as a reader. Uh, then we have Batman issue 33, which is, I believe, the last issue of the um, the finale of Zero Year by Snyder and Capullo. So I'm kind of excited that it's coming to an end, and I'm excited to see what Scott Snyder is going to be doing with issue 34 moving forward with current storylines. Uh, Batman Superman issue 13 uh, looks like the story previously listed to appear in, uh, in issue 11 is now going to be in issue 13 instead, which is kind of strange. Uh, and the cover was originally set to appear in issue 12. That's strange. Uh, it's coming after the first contact storyline that's st still running. You have uh, Batman and Robin, again called Robin again, number 33 by Tomasi and Gleason, uh, which is Robin Rises picking up where Robin Rises number one left off. You have Detective Comics has an annual by Bucciolato writing it on his own with Scott Hepburn doing art, which is a tie-in to the current Icarus storyline. Uh, then you have issue 33 of Detective Comics, again by Manipul and Bucciolato with artwork by Manipul. Uh, Harley Quinn reaches issue 8 by Amanda Connor, Joey Palmiotti, and Chad Hardin. Uh, you have Harley Quinn invades Comic-Con International San Diego number 1, which is a one-shot. Uh, I don't know if I need them to be getting as meta as they apparently are now. Uh, Batwoman continues with issue 33. Batgirl 33. Uh, looks like there's going to be two covers to this, and it's by Simone and uh, Pissarin. Um, I, again, I've really been enjoying Gail Simone's take on this, and I love Fernando Pissarin's artwork on Batgirl. Uh, Catwoman reaches issue 33 by uh, Anna Senti and Patrick O'Leaf. If it wasn't for the way... I don't know what's keeping me away from this book more. I think it's the writing by Nascenti, who I really enjoyed on Daredevil back in the day. I just don't really like her take on Catwoman, but I do love Patrick O'Leaf when doing art. Um, you've got uh, Birds of Prey 33 with Black Canary versus Amanda Waller. Batwing 33, which uh, continues the snake bite drug issue, or drug kind of element in the storyline. Red Hood and the Outlaws, 33. That's still being published. For some reason, I thought that was ending. Uh, Sinestro has uh, issue 4 as uh, him and uh, Hal Jordan cross paths again for the first time since Sinestro brutally murdered the Guardians. 
And then we have uh, Green Lantern 33, which continues Uprising with Part 5. Uh, New Guardians continues by Justin Jordan and Brad Walker. Uh, Guard- um, Green Lantern Core number 6, sorry, issue 33 is Uprising Part 6. You then have uh, Red Lantern Annual number 1 with uh, the Atrocity storyline continues. And it also continues in Red Lanterns number 33. Uh, so Atrocitus and Guy Gardner have an open war between them. Uh, Swamp Thing 33 as Sewell continues his storyline. All Star Western 33. Grayson Features End number 1. I'm not even sure what these are. These are the advanced solicits. So these are the advanced solicits for uh, September, uh, which is going to be, I guess, all these Futures End issues, which is uh, the new kind of September thing. It was first the first year in 2011. It was the launch of all these books. 2012, it was the uh, Zero Issues. 2013, it was the Point Issues for Villains Month. Now we've got the Futures End Month, so we have New Suicide Squad, number, Futures End number one. Booster Gold, Futures End number one. Star Spangled War Stories featuring G.I. Zombie, Futures End. Uh, then you have Futures End books for Justice League, Teen Titans, uh, Justice League Dark, The Flash, Justice League United, Aquaman and the Others, Earth 2, Aquaman, Infinity Man and the Forever People, Constantine, Green Arrow, Trinity of Sin, Phantom Stranger, Wonder Woman, uh, Trinity of Sin, Pandora, Superman, Wonder Woman, Superman, World's Finest, Superboy, Supergirl, Action Comics, Batman, uh, Detective Comics, Batman, Superman, Batgirl, Batwing, Batman and Robin, Birds of Prey, Catwoman, Batwoman, Red Hood and the Outlaws, Sinestro, Harley Quinn, Green Lantern Corps, Green Lantern, New Guardians, Green Lantern, Swamp Thing, uh, Infinite Crisis, Fight for the Multiverse, uh, I guess that's uh, a new video game tie-in. Um, so we're out of the advanced solicits. Batman 66 meets the Green Hornet number 2 by Kevin Smith and Ralph Garman. Batman 66 13, a new issues of Adventure of Superman 15. Injustice Gods Among Us Year 2 number 7 and 8. Uh, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe number 15. Batman Beyond the Universe number 12. A new Scribble Knots Unmasked. Smallville Season 11 Lantern number 4. Red Lanterns Future's End. Well, that... This is out of order. Uh, trade-wise, you have Batman, Death of the Family, Book and Book, and Joker Mass Set, which is creepy and weird. Uh, Justice League, Volume 5, Hardcover, Forever Heroes. Justice League of America, Volume 2, Survivors of Evil. These are all the Forever Evil tie-ins. Justice League Dark, Volume 4, Rebirth of Evil. Uh, Forever Evil Hardcover comes out. Constantine, Volume 2, Blight, Trade Paperback. Flash, Volume 3, True Guerrilla Warfare, Trade Paperback. Uh, Batman Incorporated Volume 2, Gotham's Most Wanted, Katana Volume 1, Trade Paperback, Superman Volume 3, Trade Paperback, Superman Wonder Woman, Power Couple, Hardcover, uh, Green Lantern, Wrath of the First Lantern, Trade Paperback, which is pretty big, 416 pages for just 20 bucks. Uh, then you have, which is actually a really good deal when you think about it, because I know it's just a trade, but to compare it again the, against the Green Lantern New Guardians Volume 4 trade paperback, it's only got 192 pages and it's 17 bucks, but for $3 more, you get over 224 pages more. Uh, Injustice Gods Among Us Year 2 Volume 1 hardcover, DC Comics Presents Batman Adventures Number 1, uh, which includes uh, Batman Adventures 2 and 27 and Batman Gotham Adventures 2 and 4. So that's a kind of a nice uh, amalgam title uh, with 96 pages for 8 bucks. Uh, Gotham Batman Arkham Unhinged Volume 3 trade paperback. Uh, you got a new trade paperback of Batman Earth 1. Uh, Masters of the Universe trade paperback with uh, it's He-Man and the Masters of the Universe and then DC versus Masters of the Universe. World of Warcraft Showcase presents Captain Carrot and Azuku. I kind of want to pick that up just because I know it's ridiculous but cool. You got the Flash Omnibus Volume 1 uh, which is going to have what is it? 864 pages of the earliest Silver Age Adventures of the Flash. You have the Absolute Batman Incorporated, and uh, that's a pretty big deal. 
It's a big, giant hardcover. It's 608 pages. Probably one of the better deals I've seen for their Absolute Editions because it has a lot of issues in it. Uh, then we have some uh, Scooby-Doo team-ups. Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? Tiny Titans, Bodies, which is a new book from Vertigo. Sandman, Overture, number three. Uh, Astro City, Victory Hardcover. Dead Boy Detectives, number seven. Co Coffin Hill, number nine. Ferris, 27. Fables, number 20. Trade Paperback, which is Camelot. Fables, 142. Um, FP FBP, Federal Bureau of uh, Physics, number 12. Uh, Hinterkind, number 9, Trillium, Trade Paperback, Royals, Master of War, number 6, Lucifer, book 4, Trade Paperback, Preacher, book 5, Trade Paperback, Mr. Punch, 20th Anniversary Hardcover, by Neil Gaiman, The Unwritten, Apocalypse, number 7, Vertigo Quarterly, Magenta, number 1, and a bunch of toys. Wow, that is a lot of DC product in one month. And that was about 20 minutes of it. Uh, so moving onwards to Marvel, again, there's a bunch of books that aren't even included in their solicits. Um... So that's unfortunate, but we'll go through it. Uh, we have a legendary Star World Star Lord number one by Sam Humphreys and Paco Medina. It's classified, so we don't know what it's about. Uh, then we have the hundredth anniversary specials, which we've kind of learned that it's supposed to be kind of set um, in the future. I forget what year it's supposed to be, but it's supposed to be I think what hundred years from where Marvel started, so it's supposed to be twenty forty or something. I can't quite remember what it's supposed to be, but this special is for. Uh, Gardens of the Galaxy by Andy Lanning and Gustavo Duarte. Uh, for Spider-Man, it's by Sean Ryan and uh, In-Hyuk in Lee. Uh, for X-Men, it's by Jen Van and In-Hyuk Lee. Uh, for The Avengers, it's written and illustrated by James Stokoe. Uh, James Stokoe writes The Fantastic Four Room, which is illustrated by Joanna Estep. And then uh, that's it. Uh, those, to be honest, none of those creative teams mean anything to me, so it really depends on what the descriptions are going to be. Uh, then we have some new launches. Uh, we have Storm Number 1 by Greg Pak and Victor Ibanez. It's classified, so can't tell you what happens in it. Uh, Deadpool vs. X-Force, which we kind of saw from C2E2 that they're going to the past and fighting the old X-Force. It's written by Dwayne Swarzynski and artwork by Pepe Larraz. Yeah, Deadpool, Dracula's Gauntlet Number 1 by Jerry Dugan, Brian Posen, and Riley Brown. Uh, you have Issue 5 of Original Sim by Jason Aaron and Mike Diodato. Issue 1 just came out this week and will be discussed on issue one, uh, sorry, episode 165, which is the next reviews episode. Uh, we also have Issue 6 of Original Sim coming out, uh, still by Jason Aaron and Mike Diodato. Uh, All New Invaders Number 7 is written by James Robinson and Steve Pugh. And I guess there's double shipping this month, so there's also issue 8. Uh, you got Fantastic Four number 7, uh, which is Original Sin, The Fateful Four Part 2. It's by still by Robinson and Leonard Kirk. Um, should be interesting, um, but we don't really know what these Original Sins are yet, so we can't really tell what they're going to be doing. Um, then we have Avengers 32 and 33 by Jonathan Hickman and Lionel Francis Yu. Uh, so there are Original Sin tie-ins. Um, and it looks like it's 5,000 years into the future is the first one, and the second one is 50,000 years into the future. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what these stories are going to be like. Uh, then we have Original Sin tie-ins with Deadpool by uh, Posein, Dugan, and Lucas. And uh, that's two issues, 31 and 32. And for some reason, Daz is going to be there as well, and they're fighting off Dracula's forces. Uh, Nova number 19 is... Uh, going to be looking uh, a pair of mysteries as the, it's the original sin time by Dugan and Medina. Uh, it's all about was Nova's father a murderer? What is the secret origin of the Black Novas? And uh, uh, Sam turns to Rocket Raccoon, which should be interesting. Mighty Avengers, which I have not really been reading, but I know at some point I'll try to give it a shot. It's by Al Ewing and Greg Land. It's uh, all about election night in 1972, and you got these Avengers of the 70s. 
we've seen the 50s and you know currents and all these other different versions of the Avengers so why not seven days now uh, we got Disney Kingdoms figment number two a rocket raccoon gets his new ongoing in continuity series written and illustrated by Scotty Young which is more than enough reason for me to want to pick this up so I'll definitely be taking a look at that in July we also have the debut of Spider-Man 2099 by Peter David and William Slinney I'm really interested to see what this is like um, it's an interlocking variant C I forget where A and B are supposed to be, but I'm excited to see what this book is like. And, you know, you said Peter David, you said 2099, and I was already in. Uh, you have Uncanny Avengers 22 as the final chapter. Wait, that can't be right. I'm not sure if this list is even correct, or if it just sounds confusing. It's by Rick Remender, with artwork by Daniel Lacuna. And it says, this is it, the final chapter of the story that began in Dimension Z. Well, that's a Captain America storyline, so I don't. maybe this is in the wrong spot. Um... Then it mentions complete unity is established. That sounds more like the book I'm, I thought it was. Uh, and we're going to learn more about, I guess, Kang's ultimate event, revenge in the Uncanny Avengers. So, And we're going to see the fate of the seven prime timelines. I'm really digging this book by Remender, so I'm totally on board. Uh, we then have issues five and six of Secret Avengers, which appear to be doing their own thing. Uh, Alice Cott and Michael Walsh uh, taking care of those books. Avengers Undercover number seven uh, has a new storyline starts with uh, Gone Native part one. Uh, and it's all about Nico, and uh, it looks like uh, Alex is back from the dead, so that sounds interesting. It's by Hopeless and Walker still. Uh, you have New Avengers number 21, uh, which is A World Must Die, but which new Avenger will find the strength to press the button? Really interested to see what this will be like. It's by Valerio Shiti on art, and Jonathan Hickman writing it. Uh, issues 9 and 10 of Avengers World are not original Sin tie-ins. Uh, they're written by Nick Spencer. Our work on number 9 was by Stefano Caselli and then Marco Cicchetto doing issue 10. Those are two great artists, so I'm really excited about that. The first issue is, focuses on Cannonball and Sunspot, and the second one uh, it looks like it's about AIM, the AIM Empire. So I'm interested to see what we've got in store for us. Miles Morales, The Ultimate Spider-Man number 3. You have David Marquez and Brian Michael Bendis. I know I inverted that, but I love Marquez on art on this book as uh, we have Miles Morales going up against uh, Green Goblin. Uh, now I read issue one this week I decided I'd give it a shot and the last page definitely was kind of a what? So I'm interested to see how that will impact what we're going to see in issue three. Uh, Ultimate FF number four and five come out with um, we don't know who the fourth member of the team is but it's a lot of X's so they won't don't want us to know. Um, it's by Felkov and Andre Aruro I probably won't be picking this up, so someone will have to tell me what the big surprise is. Uh, Michael Fief and Amokar uh, Peanut bring us ultim- all new Ultimates number five. Uh, old- Superior Spose of Spider Man thir- 13. We find- I don't know if this is the first issue to see the full creative team back, but finally we have Nick Spencer and Steve Lieber back together again. Because uh, the last few issues, we've just had fill ins. Uh, all new Ghost Rider number five continues with Ghost Rider versus a new modified version of Mr. Hyde as Felipe Smith and Chad Moore continue to bring us a very unlikely but interesting book then we have Captain America 22 okay it says again the final chapter of the story that began in Dimension Z so obviously it was in the wrong spot by Remender and Pacheco this is called The Tomorrow Soldier Part 1 and it looks like we've got uh, Arnim Zola and Red Skull involved so this should be interesting uh, Black Widow reaches issue 8 as uh, the Winter Soldier is involved I'll be interested to see what that's like because of where they left off with not really knowing anything about Winter Soldier at the end of his previous book, so that should be interesting. Uh, Nathan Edmondson and Phil Nodor are doing a beautiful job in this book, so I'm really interested to, to give it uh, this new issue a read. 
Uh, Captain Marvel number five. Uh, I've been enjoying what Kelly Sue DeConnick has been doing with David Lopez with uh, having Captain Marvel out in space, so I'm interested to see what this will be like. Uh, Daredevil 0.1 comes out, which is, uh, I guess this is the the um, uh, the previously digitally only uh, Infinite comic, uh, which is now a $5 one-shot, uh, as the Man Without Fear uh, basically heads to... Um, San Francisco, but it's uh, he's, he's a road warrior first. Uh, then we've got Guardians of the Galaxy, Galaxy's Most Wanted, which is, I believe, a one-shot. Yeah, it is. With Rocket Raccoon and Groot uh, in an all-new adventure uh, by Will Corona Pilgrim and artwork by Andrea DeVito. Now, I don't know who that writer is, but and DeVito I definitely know and love, so I'm definitely going to be giving that a shot. we got Deadly Hands of Kung Fu number 3 by Mike Benzin and Tan Hung Huat, as we have a new Shang-Chi story, which should be good, but my only problem here is what what about what we saw of Shang-Chi in Avengers World? Um, I, maybe I'm just trying too hard to care about continuity. Maybe the editor should do that. We have Iron Patriot number 5 by Alice Cott and Gary Brown as it continues the conclusion of the Unbreakable storyline. I enjoyed the first issue more or less, so this should be cool. Uh, Brian Michael Bendis brings us Guardians of the Galaxy 17 by Ed, with artwork by Ed McGuinness. Um, I'm interested because when they do get around to doing the original Sin tie-ins for this book, we're going to find out what happened to Richard Ryder. Uh, so I'm really pumped for that. Issue 4 by, of Electra by Hayden Blackman and Michael Del Mundo. Issue 1 was absolutely gorgeous, so I'm really excited to see how this series continues. Uh, speaking of gorgeous books, Iron Fist the Living Weapon number 1 is very different, very kind of continuity light, but it was really entertaining, and I'm interested to see what uh, Kari Andrews brings us in, episode, in issue 4. You have the Iron Man special number one, which is continuing the story from June's Uncanny X-Men special uh, by Sean Ryan and Ramat Handako. I probably won't be reading this. Uh, I don't know why, but these recent specials they've been doing, they just feel very unimportant, and they, they're always three ninety nine, and I just, I, I'm not interested. I've got Marvel Universe Ultimate Spider-Man 28, Marvel Universe Avengers Assemble number 10, a new issue of Marvel, uh, sorry, Moon Knight number five by Warren Ellis and Declan Shalvey. I'm really digging that book. It's quite different. I haven't had a chance to read this week's issue three yet. Uh, we have Thunderbolts number 28 with the Punisher versus Thunderbolts part two by Ben Acker and Ben Blacker. Really? That's kind of funny. With our work by Carlo Barberi. Uh, Miss Marvel hits uh, issue six by G. Willow Wilson and Jacob Wyatt. Um, this has been a great book, uh, and apparently Wolverine's going to be in this one for some reason, but uh, the first, what, three issues have been fantastic, so I'm interested in seeing what this is like. Uh, New Warriors number seven as it looks like they're going to be involved in the Inhumanity storyline that never really got addressed anywhere uh, because they actually have an Inhuman on the team. Uh, I, I really enjoyed the first arc uh, by Yost and Toe, so I'm, count me in. Uh, we got Savage Hulk number two as his all-new series by uh, Alan Davis where he's both writing and illustrating it. I'm actually really into this. I, I'm, I'm definitely going to be reading this. Uh, i got Hulk and Abomination having a clash. Uh, apparently the X-Men doing a monster mash for some reason. And Professor X apparently going to be there to terminate the Hulk. So I guess maybe I didn't read about where this is supposed to be in continuity. Maybe this is just all over the place because obviously Professor X is dead. So it couldn't actually be in this book. Uh, She-Hulk hits issue 6. I'm really loving this book by Sewell. And uh, this issue is Ron Remberly on art. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm so in love with this book. I hope it continues for a while. Uh, Silver Surfer number 5. The second issue was absolutely great. So I'm... Interested to see what this is like, and seeing Shumagorath actually in a comic has always fun. It's by Dan Slott and Michael Alred. Alred is just killing it on this book. Uh, Punisher number eight, 
is by uh, Nathan Edmondson and Kevin Morier by artwork by Carmen Carnero. Uh, I'm actually, it's so different, but also very similar to what Greg Pak was, sorry, um, Greg Rocket was doing. It's a very stripped down version of The Punisher. It's kind of an action adventure, but it doesn't feel over the top. Um, I'm enjoying it, so I'm interested in seeing what uh, they continue to bring us. What I'm, what I'm liking about Marvel these days is it's especially consistent uh, with the creators. Speaking of, you have the last days of Midgard aftermath in Thor: God of Thunder number twenty-four by Jason Aaron and Augustin Alessio. Uh, Miracle Man reaches, reaches issue eight for its reprinting. Uh, we have all new X Men twenty-nine and thirty both coming out as uh, the Future Brotherhood uh, continues to fight against the all new X Men. Uh, that's both issues by it looks like uh, Stuart Eminem and uh, Bendis on writing, obviously. And it looks like maybe it's Angel and uh, X-23 getting busy, uh, which is kind of... They just keep putting her making out with people on covers now. Uh, Wolverine and the X-Men reaches issue 6 as Tomorrow Never Learns reaches its finale with the Phoenix Corporation versus the X-Men. It's by, uh, again, Jason Latour and Mahmoud Azrar. Uh, you have Amazing X-Men number 9 with by Craig Kyle and Chris Yost. Um, and Carlo Barberi supplying art as the part 2 of World War Wendigo. Uh, I love having Off Flight in a book. Um... Generally, Amazing X-Men under Aaron was quite fun, but I'm hoping that Kyle and Yost bring the same level of fun to Amazing X-Men, which I imagine they would. Uh, issues 16 and 17 of uh, X-Men come out by Brian Wood and Matteo Bufagni. Um, and it looks like uh, Shogo's son is coming, wants him back, and uh, Jubilee don't want to let him go. Uh, Cyclops reaches issue 3. I haven't had a chance to read issue 1 yet. Uh, that's by Greg Rucka and Russell Datterman. Uh, great potential for this book, but at the same time, it seems weird to bring Cyclops away from his core team. Uh, Magneto hits issue 6 and 7 uh, this particular month, because we have Colin Bunn and ha Javi Fernandez doing double duty. Uh, Nightcrawler issue 4 hits the stands, and I really enjoyed number issue 1 by Todd Nock and Chris Claremont. Uh, Chris Claremont felt like he was more in step with what the writer he used to be. It was just kind of a fun issue, and it didn't... I don't know, the what we would now call kind of Claremontisms, I guess, or Claremontisms were not really... They were absent, thankfully. And I found it quite good. Uh, you've got new issues of All New X Factor, issues 10 and 11, by uh, Peter David and Carmine Giudomenico. Um, I've, I've really been enjoying this book. It's kind of a... It's definitely the uh, Peter David's new sandbox. It's not really... It's it's kind of its, its own spot. No one's really bothering him. He can kind of do what he wants, which I'm imagining will probably kind of happen with, uh, with Spider-Man 2099 as well. Uh, but I like these just being able to kind of do what he wants. Uh, you have All New Dupe number four by Peter Milligan and David Lafuente Garcia. I just don't like Dupe. I just don't get it. Uh, X-Force number seven by Simon Spurrier and Rocky Kim. I did not enjoy the first few issues. I probably will not be reading this. Painkiller Jane, The 22 Brides number two of three is coming out. You got The United States of Murder, Inc. number three by Brian Michael Bendis and Michael A. Von Oming. Uh, you got the new hardcover for Kick-Ass Premiere. Uh, sorry, Kick-Ass 3. Uh, you have a, a, re, uh, a reprinting of the Alias Omnibus, which was re sold out like seven years ago. I am extremely excited for this, also because there's a Pulse co Complete Collection coming out soon as well. So, uh, Which makes sense, because they have the Netflix uh, series for Gen Jessica Jones coming out soon. So, of course, they want to put everything out in uh, Omnibus and collected formats so that you can have it all in one. Uh, so this is going to have all 28 issues of that series, plus the one-shot, what if Jessica Jones to join the Avengers. It's explicit stuff, but it's it's extremely good. If you can get uh, if you can get around the swearing and the anal sex in the first issue, it's pretty good. Uh, that's right, anal sex in a Marvel comic. It's only described. They only mention it kind of obliquely. They don't actually show it. 
Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy Art of the Movie Slipcase hardcover comes out. Dexter Down Under premier hardcover. Uh, Revenge: The Secret Origin of Emily Thorne hardcover, um, which is based on the Revenge series on ABC. Uh, so more synergy going on with the ABC there. Speaking of ABC, I mean, at some point in the future podcast, I'll be talking about this, but I'm super pumped that they actually ordered the Agent Carter series, um, two series, so the next year we'll be able to watch Agent Carter and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., maybe back-to-back. Actually, no, I, th- I think they've kind of mentioned that they might use it as a bridge between Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. when it's on hiatus, but either way, I'm extremely excited to see Haley Atwell uh, headlining a series. Uh, you got the Marvel Masterworks, The Amazing Spider-Man, Volume 8, Trade Paperback. you got the Marvel Masterworks, Miss Marvel Hardcover, Volume 1. Uh, Captain America Volume 4, The Iron Ale, uh, which is the Iron Ale storyline from 16 to 21. Uh, Thor, God of Thunder Volume 4, The Last Days of Midgard hardcover comes out. All New Invaders Volume 1, Trade Paperback. Uh, Hawkeye Volume 3, LA Woman, which only collects issues 14, 16, 18, 20, and Annual Number 1, so basically the uh, Kate Bishop issues. You have the X-Men Volume 1, Dirty Tricks Trade Paperback coming out, which has issues 1 to 6, so if you want to kind of be able to jump on board the new... Um, the new uh, storyline you can get caught up with this trade paperback uh deadpool versus carnage trade paperback comes out uh it also includes the superior carnage annual which is kind of a piss off that uh, they released an annual for a mini series after they'd already uh released that particular mini series uh in trade paperback or they'd already solicited it anyway so if you want superior carnage you get the trade paperback but if you want the annual that comes with it you have to then read deadpool versus carnage which is a really stupid way of putting the trades together uh, Punisher Volume 1, Black and White, has uh, issues 1 to 6 that Nathan Edmondson was writing against the uh, Dust Souls uh, c- cartel. Winter Soldier, The Bitter March Street Paperback, which is issues 1 to 5 and the origin of uh, The Iron Nail, which, to be honest, I'm so oblivious sometimes. I don't think I realized that when I read the first two issues. And I was like, oh, oh, because I, I noticed that the guy who would eventually become uh, Weapon Minus, or Dr. Mindbubble, sorry, was in Bitter March. And then I realized, wait a minute, Ran Shen... Oh, he's the Iron Nail. That's not what I expected, but it's a great series uh, so far. I mean, it's not over yet, but uh, it's by uh, Rick Remender and Roland Boshi. Uh, I got, uh, although really, it's not really about Winter Soldier. He's more of a force of nature at times, or an antagonist, and not really the protagonist at all. Uh, but obviously, they knew that they could sell it. If they if they called it uh, Winter Soldier, they could sell it. If they called it the Iron Nail, no one would buy it. Uh, although it's a trade, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything because some some stories end in the middle of uh, their their running i can't remember what it was there was a book a few years ago that ended in the middle and it always really pissed me off it wasn't a bad book but i think it was the what the all new winners or something like that uh mighty avengers volume two trade paperback you have the loki agent of asgard volume one trade paperback which is fantastic so far uh new warriors volume one the kids are all right or all fight sorry uh trade paperback uh superior foes of spider-man volume two the crime of the century comes out with five issues in there uh for those who love runaways the complete collection comes out so if you don't have the they have these old hardcover collections which are beautiful but if i uh, those are way out of print so if you want to really remember who the runaways were you can read this trade paperback and the collects issues one to 18 which is the first initial run of the runaways uh then uh if you like complete collections there's a few more there's journey into mystery by kieran gillen the complete collection volume two which completes the Kid Loki storyline, uh, which I'm definitely going to be picking this up uh, just so I can have uh, the entire run of Kid Loki stories and uh, two big trade paperbacks. Uh, Spider-Man The Complete Alien Costume Saga, book one. 
These issues have been reprinted elsewhere, some of them. Um, Amazing Spider-Man 252, 258 have been elsewhere, but Marvel Team Up 141 and 145 in the annual number 7, and Peter Parker's Spectacular Spider-Man 90 to 95, those are harder to come by, so it's kind of nice that everything from when he was wearing the black costumes all in one big uh, trade paperback. Interesting that it's only book 1, though, because I almost want to see what comes out in book 2 before I commit to book 1. Uh, you have the Deadpool by Daniel Way Complete Collection continues uh, as it gets up to issue 63. I don't think that's the end of it, but I could be wrong. Uh, then you have the Uncanny X-Force by Rick Remender Complete Collection, which is issues 1 to 19, plus the point one issue. So that's a fantastic value for 40 bucks. You got 20 issues and 520 pages. Count me on board. Uh, I didn't. I ended up dropping Uncanny X-Force right near the, I think, issue 25. So I'm interested. In, like I've read them because I've read someone else's copies, but I'm interested to have it all on my bookshelf. Uh, a new epic collection comes out by Cap America Ep- Epic Collection Society of Serpents. So this is volume 12 of the epic collections for Cap. Uh, it's by um, Mike, Michael Carlin, Mark Gruenwald, Frank Miller, and Roger Stern in terms of the writers involved, and artwork by Paul Neary and Frank Miller. This really, though, begins Mark Gruenwald's epic run. It's got issues 302 to 317, plus a Marvel fanfare issue. Uh, you got Iron Man Volume 3, The Secret Origin of Tony Stark, Book 2. I hated this. It was so bad. Uh, Daredevil by Mark Wade, Volume 6. Uh, it doesn't even cap off the book, and the only thing that bugs me about this is it seems super thin. You've got three issues of Daredevil plus two issues of Indestructible Hulk. So I know it's five issues overall, but like I'm, I, I want to read Daredevil. I mean, and again, it, you can kind of let it go because the Indestructible Hulk issues were by Mark Wade. It just feels kind of cheap. Uh, and I guess they just wanted to pad it out because they wanted to have another volume afterwards. Uh, X-Men The Magneto Testament. I think it's been in trade paperback before, but it's back now. Issues one to five. It's absolutely fantastic. Uh, it was named the best miniseries of 2008 by IGN. Uh, I have the hardcover of it. I was actually, I, uh, I think, quoted in a in something of Magneto Testament. I think I was quoted in a press release or something. It was absolutely fantastic. Uh, you got the Human Torch by Carl Kessel and Scotty Young Complete Collection. I don't know about you, though. Twelve issues for $35? There's something off here. Uh, I feel like the price is way too high for this book. In fact, I'm pretty sure for a while you could buy like little digests of it for like you know six or seven bucks. And now that seems like really expensive. I know it's 12 issues, but for a series that no one really liked all that much, and I'm surprised it's even... I, even I, People love Scotty Young now, but they didn't love him when he was doing Human Torch. I mean, they liked him when he was doing the Oz books and all his amazing uh, young Marvel covers, but that's the whole other thing entirely. And then you have Marvel Universe Avengers Assemble Volume 2 Digest. There's a lot of other issues that are coming out in this month that were not in any way described in those um, descriptions, particularly Original Sin 5.2, 5.3, 5.4, and 5.5, because they have all sorts of weird on-sale dates for July, August, August, and September. Um, there's Amazing Spider-Man was not listed in those solicitations, etc. And there's a few others, but mainly I remember Amazing Spider-Man being kind of neglected, which is weird, because you have Issue 4 and 1.3 coming out this particular month. So that is the solicitations for July 2014. Thank you for joining me. I have been your host, Adam Chapman. Uh, Stay tuned for our next episode to come out in a few days, which will be episode 165, taking a look at uh, the comic reviews of the week of uh, Wednesday, May 7th. So thank you very much for joining me on the show. Email me at comicshenanigans at gmail.com if you have any questions or concerns. Uh, Also, you can uh, like us on Facebook. Uh, Please rate and review us on iTunes. That's how we can grow the show's audience. And also, please subscribe to the show as well. So thank you very much for joining me for episode 164, and I will catch you next time for episode 165. Bye-bye.